Hi, and welcome to the Well Mama Talks podcast. This is Ariana, your host. Today, I'm speaking with Anna Vucetic. She is a psychologist. She is also a health and wellness coach. Now, the reason I wanted to get Anna on the podcast is because, you know, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, you know that I don't like the idea of going on strict diets or being super restrictive and putting stress around the whole kind of area of of eating and nourishing yourself because I think that should be you know having done it myself I, I know that it's stressful it's not pleasant and it takes away a lot of the pleasure that is inherent to food um, so the reason I got Anna on the podcast today is because she looks at weight loss I mean obviously from a medical point of view she has clients who need to lose weight because they've got diabetes or they've you know they're obese and you know they've got like solid reasons why they must change the way they eat and lose weight but then she's also got clients who are like many 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 people out there at some point in their lives where they just oh, want to look a bit better they want to feel better about themselves they want to lose the five pounds here the five pounds there they want to look like what they did when they were 17 or do you know what i mean and there's something to be said about accepting yourself and that's what she um is a big uh proponent of you know she's all about you know understanding the motivations behind the desire to lose weight and go on a diet and unraveling those rather than just giving people a diet plan because as reassuring as it may be for people to go on a very structured diet and regimen I think the the it doesn't solve the problem you know because when you've got a few pounds to lose it's not a problem it's not an issue Um, the bigger issue is why do you even want to go on that diet why not accept yourself the way you are now easier said than done I know um, but I really wanted to talk about that and she's the person who can talk about that because she's got a journey that you know makes her very um, empathetic to 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 people who are in that frame of mind of wanting to lose weight and wanting to like fit into that image they have of uh, that they have of what they should look like and and she's also a psychologist she's also a professional she's extremely knowledgeable she has a lot of experience with it so if this resonates with you then great and if it doesn't well just listen to my other podcast <laughs> um, so I hope you like this if you've got questions please reach out and if you have comments let me know if you have uh, people who you know you'd like to see on the podcast let me know and um, please subscribe and if you like the episode please share so without any further ado let's get to my talk with Anna Hi, Anna. Hi, Ariana. How are you? I'm excellent. How about yourself? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm very excited for our chat today. 
um, because I've been wanting to have you on here for a while because we've known each other for a while. Um, yes. And uh, so Anna and I have been kind of <laughs> online friends for many years now. Um, and uh, and I mean, you've always um, in, you know, I've always been interested in everything you think about when it comes to wellness and fitness and nutrition and psychology, because you're so um, you're so thought provoking in what, what you say, and you have so much experience. Uh, as a as a trained psychologist and a, and a certified wellness coach, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's an honor, actually, because yes, we've known each other for a while, and we talk uh, offline also quite a bit and share our experiences. And I think that um, it will be interesting to see where this conversation goes. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so. One of the reasons, like one of the many reasons I wanted to have you here, other than the fact you're a super qualified health coach, is that you are a trained psychologist. And yes. um, when talking about weight loss, dieting, mm -hmm. achieving your health goals, um, one of the things we often um, overlook is the psychological aspect. Like we always tend to focus on this diet or that way of eating or, you know, all of this stuff. But then we forget that what often sets people back isn't just the, the food, it's uh, the psychology. It's, you know, right. the way they react to these regimens right. and diets and, and so on. And, um, and the other thing is also because, you know, like I see that there's like what in the Western world, they say there's about a third of men and women who are overweight, but there are many more than just a third who believe that they don't weigh what they should weigh. Right. So um, thinking that they're like, a lot of people think they're overweight, but they're not, you know what right, I mean? And right. there's a whole mm -hmm. psychology around like dieting and body yeah. image and how much we think we should weigh and what's normal, what's not blah, blah, blah. So that's why I really like, I think I love your approach to helping people regain their health because you look at those underlying issues behind problems right. instead of focusing mm -hmm. only on the physical, even though you do, right. I mean, obviously like if somebody comes to you with a health issue and they need to lose weight, you do, you know, you know about that. But so to, anyways, tell, tell us about your background, because I know you, but I want everybody else to, to know a bit more about how you got into this work. Uh, okay, so just like real quick, um, I, yes, I do have a master's degree in psychology. I worked for many years uh, as a psychologist, but I would say that on the side, I was always interested in food and, you know, nutrition in general, in sports. I've been um, in sports for a very long time, and learned quite a bit through that journey how the food impacts your performance and so uh, it wasn't something that that i was completely detached uh, however i think that with me personally there has been uh, a little bit of a, let's say backlash or backfire however you want it because i was always a person that you know i could eat whatever i want and i would not gain you know any weight. I even had the trouble to, to put on some weight. And that, that kind of changed when I hit puberty. And mm. I think that, the, the, and I think that for me, that was like a big shock, first of all, but it wasn't such a shock for me as it was for the people around me. Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah. well, because I mean, they made a comment, what happened? Uh. What did you do? You know, like, and then I think that this 
maybe so self-conscious because they were now commenting something which was wasn't like oh she can eat whatever she wants now it was more you know why are you eating so much or you know what happened and actually the problem was that the that the topics were always revolving around food mm. so like so so the question was why do you eat so much stop eating you know move more eat less you know um you know, whatever oh so goodness. so so i think that that was actually when when my kind of issues started because i wasn't i mean i was aware that i gained some you know kilos but not that it's such an issue but it became like a topic of you know dinner conversations what are we going to do with anna basically oh. so so i was and, and the problem there was that okay i tried on my own and this like mind you is 1998 or 97 so i was uh, i wasn't like capable of kind of researching myself i was a kid mm. so i tried every possible diet that i heard from my mom and her friends and it worked and then it didn't work but then in my early 20s i kind of was at a weight where i was sort of comfortable mm -hmm. but i went to see a nutritionist and this is where it hit me why i want to do what i do today but um, are, were you overweight yeah. or like no you... well i mean listen i was like i gained like good 15 kilos okay but you were really like, skinny as a kid i was a normal child but then it just came like within a year or so like you mm. know like like it just exploded all over like i <laughs> i became large you yeah, know yeah um and so, and then some were saying oh it's hormones it will pass and of course some of it was related to puberty and you know my body changing naturally but a lot of it was actually what i realized later quite emotional eating going on there mm. um so anyway so like in my 20s i was i was constantly trying to find the the, the let's say the magic way of eating mm. Do you know what i mean like what would be this way of eating so that's why i tried it all uh where I would be able to eat, not gain weight, or like have some kind of, let's say, uh, range, which is acceptable for me. Mm. And I could never find it. I was, I was never able to find it. And so I, I asked for a nutritionist to help me. Mm. So I went in there, she said, okay, your age, height, weight, how much do you want to lose? So those were the only four questions. I said, I want to lose that. What was it? Five kilos or something? Yeah. And we never had any conversation about history of eating, you know, disorders, nothing. And yeah. she just opened, she opened the drawer, she got out some paper and she said, this is your diet. You have three breakfast, lunch, dinner options, and two snacks. And that, and like, come within a month and let's see how it goes. I never went back because I wasn't able to, to eat like that. Like it was some rabbit yeah <laughs> way of eating which of course will bring results and then i would have to praise her but you know that but that was a turning point where i were for me uh and when i kind of started doing some therapy work and through the knowledge of psychology i went to school for sports and nutrition to put it all together because i was evaluating myself through my looks through my weight and most importantly how others were perceiving me so if i was praised I was good, you know. Yeah, yeah. If but... I was if I was criticized, I was down. So that my self worth was really revolving around my physical, you know, presence, my body, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the way. What would people say? You know, like if I haven't seen some family members for a while, what will they say when they see me? 
Like, Isn't you know? that insane though? Like, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> probably went through something similar yeah, where you, probably. you know, your, your self-worth is based on like what you think other people think of you or mm -hmm. whatnot. And, and so much energy, like when I think back, cause I, I mean, I, I didn't like, you know, I had the same kind of a way of like oh maybe I should change the way I eat and eat more of this or that or whatever when I was in my 20s and and I just feel like so much energy and time and like resources were spent uh trying to achieve these things that are like not even our own like it's it has nothing to do with our self-worth you know like and and yes instead of doing something that could have been you know relating to my self-worth like bettering myself or you know pursuing things that I that were more me but I think so many people have wasted so much time it's horrible to think about it no no it, it is absolutely true and, and and but again for me I cannot and that's where the emphasis of what I do is um what's important for me is that I never, through all these years of trying and figuring it out and being on this diet and then feeling like a failure because I, again, I failed and going into a new diet, knowing that I will fail again, because it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Um, I never did the inner work. Mm. You understand what I mean? I never ask myself, why do you want to lose weight? Who are you trying to please? Mm. You know, are you supported by others? What fears do you have about losing weight or about being the way you are? I never asked myself those questions because I mean, no one was guiding me. So for me, the mental or let's say psychological part was completely separated from the physical. I was dealing with my body as if it's like a doll, you know, like, like now I'm going to kind of, you know, fix it somehow. Yeah. It's uh, not really you. It's not your vessel. Yeah, and it's, it's, like all, and it's also thing. like, yeah, exactly. And it's also a little bit cultural, I mean, gender kind of uh, related because boys are always expected to be strong and, you know, fit and powerful and women are constantly fixing something on their bodies. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're fixing the hair, they're changing it from curly to straight, they're changing their faces, they're changing, you know, like yeah. the clothes. It's always, there's always this thing where your appearance goes with you, with your personality, which is not necessarily how it goes for men. So for me, I kind of stripped that part and then I just kind of started dealing with it. Um, yeah. As if, as if I am not even that person. Yeah, but I think a lot of people do that. And there's a fine line, right? Between yes, between yes. kind of like wanting wanting to look nice and wanting to have the the hair like this or making yourself mm -hmm. like, you know, you 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 want to feel good and when you look in the mirror and go, Oh, I'm, I look good this way and I like it this way. Yeah. And I'm and that's completely perfectly natural and normal. And there's nothing wrong with that that side of it of of wanting like beauty. But then I think we, we shouldn't try to be somebody we're not and fit into a, a, a box that isn't ours to fit in in the first place, you know? And that's where we could get into, like when we try to be something we're not and try to to please others or whatever, like it's it's kind of like trying to fill this, this cup that can never get filled. I think, yeah, I think also like the important part, like, I mean, you will hear quite often that psychologists talk about self-love uh -huh. uh, but before self-love needs to come self-acceptance because uh -huh. your speech your your monologue that you're having with yourself is actually what's propelling you to 
um, either act the way you don't want to act or uh, say things that you don't really mean and kind of hurt yourself in the process because accepting you and all of your flaws doesn't mean that you're giving up on improving them uh -huh. or like saying, oh, this cannot be changed. It's acknowledging that this is part of you, like this is my weight, my way of thinking, my relationships, my, you know, my parenting style. It's all part of you. And you don't have to necessarily be happy with everything that you are, but you need to kind of say that this part of yourself also deserves love and connection and belonging. Where we get into a trap quite often is that we take some part of ourselves that we don't like uh -huh. and we reject it, we resent it, we judge it. Like it's unacceptable that I'm at this weight. Uh, you know, like uh, I reject that, you know, I have uh, whatever rolls when I bend over, whatever it is. Now we're talking about weight, but it can be anything else. Uh -huh. And we hope that by being so mean, that that would hardly motivate us to change. Uh, we're but horrible it never with ourselves sometimes, huh? Like but this is exactly because you would never say this to a friend, right? No, you, no. you say it to yourself, but that's, the, that's how our brains, psychologically, that's how it works. Like the more I resent some part of my body the more i will be motivated you know to to remove it or change it or uh, make it better so i always have this approach that like instead of saying this is unacceptable that i'm at this weight why don't you say i'm worthy to take care of my health because the end goal is that you want to take care of yourself so you are worthy of eating better foods you're yeah. worthy of, you know what I mean? Of nourishing yourself. Not, this is unacceptable that I have 10 kilos overweight. Right. But so, so how do you get started with that? Because it's, it's easier, I think, for us to say that at our age. Like now I'm thinking yeah. more health because I'm like, okay, I'm in my 40s. You know, I don't want too much cholesterol. <laughs> I want, you know, like I want to live longer. So I get that. But when I was in my 20s, I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. I'm going to live forever. Whatever. So it's not a health thing. I just want to like fit into those genes and didn't fit into yeah. that. Da, da, da. And like, so how do you get somebody who, let's say, because I think, you know, you must have clients who are um, younger as well and who may yeah. come to you and say mm -hmm. I don't care about like I'm, I'm fine I just would be like really happy if I could lose 10 kilos and mm -hmm. and how do you get those people who just want to lose 10 kilos like how do you get them to, to the, look vanity, at, the, the vanity the yeah, vanity weight yeah it is like how do you get <laughs> the vanity weight you know because a lot of them aren't even that overweight yeah. like, so how do you get people to shift you know, to start mm -hmm. actually caring about themselves, to actually start asking themselves those questions. Like when are people, can, how do you make them ready to, to, to do that? Well, there are different uh, strategies, obviously. Uh, whenever someone, so just to be clear, I have clients who, who come for health reasons um, and who really need to take care of their health because they're, it's jeopardized at this moment. So it's like the last straw, let's put it like that. Uh -huh. And often we work with their doctors. And then there are a lot of people that are um, just, they just tried it all and it doesn't work. Or as you say, like they just want to lose something because I don't know why, like they just have this, they're fixated on a number. Uh -huh. uh, 
I never, I, I am not of this generalized approach that I just throw something at them. So when we do the psychological profile, first of all, they have to do some psychological tests uh-huh. uh, for me to see their values, their fears, their irrational beliefs. Uh-huh. And this is when I start peeling on the layers. Uh-huh. Like who gave you this number? Where does the number come from? Why do you want to reach this number? How will you feel if you reach this number? What will be better in your life if you reach this number? How hard is it to maintain the weight at that number? And what do you need to sacrifice for it? This is usually where people get, um, they think twice. Because I, I, I can tell them how you can reach that weight. And then they will come back to me after three months saying that, you know, they started living again and the weight is back up. Uh. So if they come back, and then we have this conversation, how was your life in those, let's say two, three months. Um, then the realization slowly starts to creep in that maybe this is where my body is at at the moment. Because, oh. because you, it's not the problem, we can all lose weight. That losing weight is science. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, okay. I mean, if, if, if we're not talking about people who have some, um, health issues, but like in general, it's science. Everyone can lose weight. But what are you ready to put in to lose the weight? And and what's the reasoning behind it? Yeah. Who are you pleasing? Um, you know, what do you hope to achieve with it? These are questions that usually people don't want to deal with. No, because, they don't. They don't. Because I mean, if someone comes and says, you know, I want to nail a job interview, so I need to have five kilos less or I want my husband to love me more. So I need to have 15 kilos less like what I had before kids. Mm. You understand what I mean? Like, so yeah. now we're talking, now we're talking about your husband. We're not talking about your weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, so there's another, that the weight is not the issue. The weight is not an issue at all. The weight will come off or not when we figure out what's happening with your relationship, mm. where you think that the way to fix your relationship is by losing 10 kilos. okay so this is the important part and i think that when when we when we start talking about this ideal weight you know uh, or what is ideal for someone um there are some signals that you are at the weight where you're supposed to be you know you sleep good you have high energy levels you have a good heart rate um all your markers let's say if you take a blood test are good you know like there is no kind of issue there and then comes the most important part you are able to follow this lifestyle without thinking about it too much fuss about it yeah yeah, like you like it's not only i like how i look it's also like eating like this doesn't stress me out yeah yeah this is for me so of course why i say range is because you can go a little bit lower a little bit higher you know it depends on many things but there is a range where you know that by eating like this, it won't be an issue to do it for the long haul, you know? Um, so I think that this is where uh, people usually kind of realize that putting so much effort into the weight loss becomes, you know, hard to do, and then it stresses them out. So yeah Um, yeah which but this is where acceptance is like so Mm -hmm. important right because you can like you can so you believe in health at any size or like you know kind of you can be chubby and healthy 
Uh, I believe that everyone, so I don't believe in this thing that, uh, that uh, let's say, numbers don't mean anything. Okay, I, I have to, I mean, I have yeah, yeah. this scientific approach as well. So um, if I see, let's say, a person that by, okay, standards would look thin mm -hmm. or chubby, that doesn't mean much to me yet. Right. Okay, because, you know, you have the skinny fat and then you can have a person who is completely fine, but just like by our standards or standards imposed to us mm. looks chubby. Uh, for me, the main is that I want, and which is what I do, I always take, um, you know, I always ask people to do some blood work. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is something, and I'm not, I'm talking about, first of all, general blood work. I like to see their hormones. Uh, I like to see their, you know, sugar levels, blood pressure levels, inflammation markers, mm. uh, because this is just something with, which will kind of, let's say, give me a rather good idea with what I'm dealing with. A mm -hmm. uh, good li a lipid panel, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe some minerals and vitamins, just that we see that there is no major deficiency. But I will not focus so much because, you know, the range of body fat for women and for men, but let's say if we're talking about women, is quite big. Yeah. So 30 or 29% for someone is completely fine and someone else is on the lower end or 15th and 14th, uh, they can both be healthy. Right. So I am looking more at markers and also not only that, but I want to understand to have this figure that they do, what do they eat? How do they move? How do they sleep? What mm. are their energy levels? Because again, our bodies react very differently to different foods. Uh, so you can have a person that, let's say, looks super slim, mm. kind of on the unhealthy side on the markers, but everything else looks completely fine. Okay? Yeah. Like she's full of energy, she's sleeping well, but she's eating so much, let's say, junk food, Mm. that you know the markers are showing something which i well i don't really like to see yeah uh and also i think that what's important is as we age and we talk about genetics and the mm. genetic environment that's also quite important to link any um genetic you know diseases with uh the results that you get from blood work i mean whether it's thyroid whether it's the heart doesn't matter but just to kind of understand that you might be at risk of something. So just to be aware of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but see how many people come and see you? And um, so like, like how many, what portion of your clients come and see you and really have a health issue? Like I, I'm obese, I need to lose like, you know, uh, mm -hmm. many, 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 many kilos because my blood panels and my lipid levels and all that are, are um, you know, are in a bad state and how many are just, you know, people who like want to get to their pre-pregnancy weight, you know what I mean? Or who yeah. wants to like, what, 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 you know? I would say at this moment, um, well, COVID kind of changed a little bit the situation there because people <laughs> yeah. gained, gained weight last year. But if we exclude that, I would say that 30 to 40% have really a serious health problems. In 60%, I would put everyone who wants to lose five kilos or women who haven't lost the weight after the baby and they wish to do so. Yeah. Or uh, everything in between, like, you know, I'm premenopausal, menopausal, and some weight is creeping up or, you know, like just yeah. like a full range. And uh, I do work with children. 
okay. which kind of, I do work with children. I mean, I don't work with them alone. I'm not allowed by the law. I have to have their parents, at sure. least one parent um, during our meetings. Uh, well, it is also connected to the lifestyle that we lead and, you know, their doctors just want to kind of, uh, they just want the kids to stop eating sugar yeah. and you yeah, know, junk yeah, food yeah. and stuff like that. So there, of course, the process is a little bit different because we work more on eating healthy, yeah. but not completely removing things because I also don't want to create them a problem with food. Yeah, but because I, the kids, it's yeah. really like it's um they are like small sponges. Every word totally. that you use, every word that you use, it will get stuck in their life. I mean, I was five when I heard my teacher say, I don't want to eat white bread, it will make me fat. <laughs> I still yeah, remember it. like for I sure. Like kids yeah. were we are total sponges. Like I have friends who you know, had, um, who like were put on diets when they were young, um, mm. because they were chubby and I can't even imagine like how that must feel when you're a kid and you're chubby and your parents are saying you need to go on a diet. Like that's horrible. And I, and I come from that generation of like, kind of like you, you know, where, you know, our moms would diet or yeah. know, people were doing weight watchers or whatever. And you just think like, Oh, you know, the, the kids who are really, um like whose parents or whatever like sent them to a doctor to like kind of lose weight or whatever um mm -hmm. that must really leave a mark on you as an as an adult you know you need to be really careful i guess when you yes you know if you have yeah, a child I mean, that's I, that's over yeah, like, what do you do I, I feel, with, with what that? do you do with kids i mean with kids kids are very honest that's the difference with the with the adults mm. so they will say i don't like this i like this i don't like this i like this right mm. Uh, with the kids, my approach is truly one item at a time. So they are never on a diet, like with, mm -hmm. there is no calorie restriction. Um, we just try to make some healthy swaps, but I talk to them about health. I'm just emphasizing this is for growth, for running, for, you know, kind of trying to put them in their context that for what they want to do, is it sports or dance or whatever, that they need to nourish themselves with good foods. So there is no labeling of foods. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, you don't I say don't, this is good, this is bad. No, 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 never, never, never good or bad. Or, and I don't go into any, let's say extremes. Uh, so uh, I still allow, I mean, I love, I still tell their parents that, you know, having Sunday pancakes or, you know, yeah. with this or that is fine because the, the worst thing is that you have one child who has, let's say, uh, a weight issue already, and then others don't, mm -hmm. then you create a big disbalance inside the family. Yeah. So I just try to, to make, and usually the whole family has to be a bit on board, mm -hmm. um, you know, to maybe stop buying so much, you know, chips and processed foods and stuff like that until we are in the process of learning how to eat mm -hmm. uh, in a healthier way. But I definitely don't, uh, tell them that they can never have something and also I feel like I was I was in a fat camp <laughs> no yes you, no you're kidding me <laughs> no I'm not I was in a fat camp and I and when people suggest like maybe we should send our kids to a fat camp I'm like no I mean I was an adult I mean, I wasn't a kid yeah. uh, as a kid I was just bounced left and right uh, to different to doctors, doctors and, and different diets and you know as if I was like a, a you know a rabbit or a mouse to experiment on but I was in a fat camp and that was also like super eye-opening because I lost so much weight within like two weeks or whatever and I could not 
replicate this in real life. So I would never suggest, even if the goal would be achieved, I would never suggest uh, anything extreme like that because that is extreme. But like a fat cap, like what is that? That's just where you, like how old were you? You were an I, adult. I was like, I was like 21 or two. Uh, well, I mean, I, you go to some mountain, they measure you, they yeah. measure you. I mean, and there are people who are severely obese. I mean, like just yeah. let's put it out there. I was just like there trying to lose five kilos. So they looked at me like, what are you, what are you doing, doing here? Yeah. But there were quite a bit of people like me or in my group. And then there were people who were, you know, uh, accompanied with their doctors. But basically you wake up in the morning, you, you have a walk in the morning and walk in the evening in the mountains for two hours. Then you have one hour in the gym, which wasn't too hard. It's more like stretching. And you have one hour in the pool. And in between you have food, which is like, dairy egg soy <laughs> air oh my free. gosh <laughs> it's like oh air free. it's like there is nothing so you cannot even if you even if you want it like i mean at some point this food starts to taste like mcdonald's i mean or whatever you know junk yeah. food because you you start thinking about food all the time and of course they're super strict that you cannot bring anything inside you cannot even chew gum so it's like it's like military um and they call you out if you haven't been on any does that still exist do those things yeah yeah who does that oh many people many people i've known people and then you start also socializing with these people and you realize that they come there every year so like now when i did all the studies that i did i'm like if you come back every year doesn't that tell you something you know oh my gosh but yeah i was in a fat camp and it wasn't really i mean it was fun there i mean you know like you just do the work and you don't have really a choice it's like you're put in a cave and you there's no food you know so but you like you say somehow. it makes you think of food even more like it makes you obsess i think that's the thing i feel like we're yes. all like we've like you know the the a big part of society has become very obsessed with yeah. like weight obsessed with diets obsessed with da 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 and Absolutely. i find um like for me because i love food and i grew up loving food and my family loves food like there's nobody who forgets to eat at our house you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. and And so when I went and started, to, you know, playing around with little with diets and weight loss and things like that, and, and I was never like obese or nothing like that, but just like, yeah. you know, regular teenager or whatever. And over time as an adult, then you're like, oh, I'm going to be good and eat this or I won't eat that and, da, 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 and become restrictive. And you become really so uh, like uh, you can easily become obsessed and or you like in extremes, you mm. can become orthorexic or whatever. And. And you lose the the pleasure of just eating and being, and you spend so much energy and time focused on the parts of eating that are not even pleasurable. You know, it'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, measuring totally. this or that. And it's just, oh, I, I just now I cringe, you know, I when think I think for of me, that. Yeah, I think that for me, what helped me in my journey was that I gave myself the permission to have a few bites or whatever I wanted, just to see how my body would react yeah N nothing happened obviously yeah you because, know what i mean like you know. there was no big cataclysm happening like because it was just food but then over time as you listen to your body more and more i don't like to be in an echo chamber you know i don't like to be married to any lifestyle of eating or doing anything in life so i'm really open to explore but yeah. what i realized over time is that there are some components in eating which for me personally are super important Um, you know, I don't want to be 
hungry. I don't want to think about the next meal because I don't like to cook so much. I mean, I cook, but I don't love it. So I want to kind of feel satiated in my meals. And what I was doing before- <laughs> See, so me, I'm always thinking about the next meal. I'm like, hmm, maybe I can marinate no, this for and me, in 12 no, hours. No, for <laughs> me, no, 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 for me, no. Like for me, it's like, I want to be satiated and the next meal will come, you know, in a couple of hours, four, five, whatever. But I don't, but I think for me, it comes from, uh, it comes from this idea of, eating all the small meals constantly like a rabbit where the moment you finish you're hungry uh, like okay. when you're put on a diet and then they tell you like have you know an apple with one tablespoon of peanut butter oh. and then you're you're <laughs> hungry you know you're hungry after 45 that's like the cosmopolitan diet you know yeah. and then you're hungry after one hour and but you know you need to wait another two that's what i never wanted so yeah I get for that. me for me what i was trying to achieve is that what foods first of all sit well with me Mm-hmm. and keep me happy so mm-hmm. like, I'm really enjoying these foods I'm not like eating because I have to and then mm-hmm. they will keep me full so that you know I can go on I have energy and then I will eat again so that's how I kind of I learned I tried many different things and many styles of eating um, and I kind of found what works and this is what I want for my clients to find to as find well for themselves yeah because yeah, yeah. everybody's unique so like Absolutely. what do you do when when it comes to uh, dare I say diet plan like when when people mm-hmm. want to lose weight and they say listen Anna I just you know um I'm I'm eating all over the place I snack too much I have a stressful mm-hmm. job it's kind of like you know mm-hmm. I do some emotional eating but I'm not like eating correctly I'm not eating like a balanced diet do, help do you give them a plan or like what do you tell them to to where where do they well, start in the beginning in the beginning i never i make a plan for myself to have mm-hmm. it you know uh i am more of changing my first thought is always to change habits mm. okay so habits of not having you know uh, enough of good food in your fridge is a bad habit because mm. then you will be snacking on something else yeah. or a habit of buying too much of processed junk food snacks. So I'm trying to figure out in their day where they are, let's say, emotionally weak and turn towards food. So addressing those emotions is one part of the work that we do. Another one is definitely changing the habit so that like if you think that you will survive on a juice cleanse for three days, you are wrong. On the third day, you will eat everything in your fridge. Yeah. Understand what I mean? So these are these are the things that sometimes people have a tendency to go to because it's like a quick fix. Yeah, after... because people want a solution, yeah. right? Like people, like yeah. I have, I've, I, I know people who who will say, okay, I really need to lose weight, you know, like I'm, I'm going to see a nutritionist. She's going to give me a nice little plan. I'm going to follow it and I'm going to feel really good about myself because like I have this plan that I can follow mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. you know, measured and da, 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 da. Like people, people kind of like that because it's less work for them in their head, you know, when it comes to dieting. Whereas if you have to figure out what's, you know, good for you. Well, and, yeah, you but know, well, yeah, because I think, right. I think that because people who come to see me, they forgot what it means to be truly hungry mm, like they, because they're stuffing themselves for whatever reason. Is it boredom? Is it stress? Is it emotional eating? That's not intuitively knowing what your body wants. That's not mm. intuitive eating, which everyone is praising like, a, like it's something new. Kids eat intuitively. Yeah. Kids tell you, I'm hungry. I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry again. Like they are very connected to their hunger. 
Yeah. And when and when they're full, right? We yeah. became disconnected because so many things things are you know thrown out uh, all over the place. But for me, I would always start with changing some habits that are really really bad, uh, whole unprocessed foods. Mm. I never tell them how many calories they're eating. I'm just telling them this is how your plate for your needs should look like. Because the idea is that I don't want you to measure tomorrow. Mm. I don't want you to be like two grams, five grams, you know, because that's also not sustainable. That's what bodybuilders do. Yeah. And fitness competition people, they have to, that's their job. You don't have to. But like you, you make a plate, you take a picture if you want to and memorize it if you will how more or less your plate should look like with the vegetables if you eat grains with the protein with the healthy fats have an idea of how a plate should look like then you cannot go wrong mm. because uh, some people need to maybe go to uh, on certain diets and remove completely certain types of food because of the intolerances allergies insulin resistance mm-hmm. um, but i personally don't care if they're vegan, vegetarian, paleo, pescatarian, whatever, if they're eating junk. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to me. Like for me, what it means is like, if you want to eat fish, eat fish. If you're going to eat lentils, eat lentils. But you know, like let's then organize your plate in a way that you will feel full, you enjoy the foods Mm -hmm. and it's balanced for you. Like, because I'm not forcing, let's say a way of eating, not a diet, but way of eating on anyone. You can be whatever you want. Uh, It's just that, I am opposing to, uh, let's say, using, uh, well, that's very often, for example, with, uh, with uh, extreme diets, like people who are completely removing certain items from their food groups, mm-hmm. um, then they become extreme in that. That I don't like. I like you to kind of have a balanced meal, focus a lot on vegetables, good protein, good fats, you know, just like simple. But in order to come to that simple, these habits that you are not addressing, mm-hmm. like why after this you know, phone call or text or email, you started eating all the junk and why you didn't address those issues, that's what we do beforehand. You know, because mm. uh, people come with so much baggage and the yeah. diet and the weight is just a byproduct. Like it's a consequence of everything that they haven't dealt with. So what's the so, common yeah. baggage that you find it like like people will come with you know like when when people say oh whatever Mm -hmm. i want to lose 10 pounds or 10 kilos or whatever and like what are the common i don't know i don't know if it's triggers or behaviors or thoughts about themselves like that come up often that prevent them from you know um getting to their you know achieving their health goals like what makes them eat poor poorly or whatever Mm -hmm. Well, some of them really, I mean, which might be strange for you as well, but uh, some of them really don't know what, where to start. Like that, that, that's a major one for a lot of people. And so why these diets that are out there, the pills, the shakes, the teas, the patches, the whatever, the reason why they're so good and so well marketed is because they will give results short term. Mm-hmm. They will. And then when you regain the weight back, you know, you can always come back to that mm. and always, and all it, and it will always work. And then yeah. it, it will not work. And then it will always work. So, so I think that one is trying to find a quick fix and thinking that uh, it will always be like that, like a linear process of weight loss. And it's not, 
Mm-hmm. If you even when you're losing weight, it goes a bit up and down, and then they get discouraged because why is this taking so long? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people are dealing with having quite, I would say, quite a bit of issues with people around them. So their environment, immediate environment. I mean, we often talk about the media, the society. Yeah, is you know, but it's it the people who are the closest to you are the ones who are hurting you the most. Really? With their comments, yeah, absolutely. With their comments, with not being supportive, so on and so forth. Women, for example, who come after giving birth, uh, it didn't happen once. It happened quite a bit of times that on the third or fourth session, we understood that they actually don't want to lose the weight. Not right now. They're not ready, but their family is ready. Really? Like, you know, like when are you going to lose the weight? Like when are you going to lose the weight? It's been nine months. You mm. took nine months to put it on, so you have nine months to take it off. When are you gonna bounce back? You know that famous. Uh, although you, yeah. you know, you know by yourself, like yeah. your body does change quite a bit. So I would say that people around around us, uh, co- you comparing yourself to your friends and what they're saying, what they are eating, what they are doing, triggers us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some, for some people, it's the before and after pictures that trigger quite a bit on. You know, whether yeah. it's social media or also coming from friends, um, and I think that 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 combined um, is something that people come with, but they're not necessarily aware of it. Like, yeah, yeah, and you know, I like, kind yeah, I see what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, and also I think like I I had um, someone I I knew who. Um, she would because I I work out right regularly and and like I'm you know I've always been into mm-hmm. that and everything and she was um she's always been kind of chubby but I think she's all like that's how she's made you know and I think she's healthy um and when she had her kids um she had yeah. a few in a row and so she had a lot of this like extra weight you know that she wanted to get rid of but I don't think she was ready, but every time she would see me, she would be like, oh, you're making me feel guilty. I feel like I need to work yeah. out and lose weight and I'm going to do it. Da, 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 da. And there would always be like a five minute kind of intro to the conversation where she would, it's like, I don't think she wanted to lose the weight and she didn't lose the weight, you know, but, but she would no. talk about it like as if there was some kind of guilt that was being formed um Mm -hmm. that you know she wanted to to address or so I don't know and I think yeah it could be triggering to like you know see people who are like saying oh I've you know I'm being super healthy or I'm losing weight or the before after pictures I can totally understand how that could trigger some people well I mean there is also one thing what happens very often um in social media especially is that let's say that we are all on the same diet let's say yeah it happens like you know these group challenges or whatever people are doing you have some people that will react faster and lose faster and praise you know themselves and others will praise them and there is this concept of you know like the skinny girls on instagram or and very often a person that comes to me will say i want to lose weight but i'm not sure i want to be like them because this them the skinny you know, I don't yeah. want to use the bad word after skinny, but you know, the skinny women are not what I'm aspiring to. And you never know how true that is until you start working with them. They oh. have convinced themselves, you know, that like, mm-hmm. I want to lose weight, 
but they see that it's not going as fast for them as it's for some other women. Mm-hmm. So immediately there is a pushback. No, 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 I don't want to be like them. I want to be something else. And they don't even know what it is. And that's the comparison factor that kicks in because yeah. you don't want to feel like a failure. So you're ready to abandon completely your project of weight loss because now you have put on them something super negative. Oh, they're too skinny. They're too obsessed. They're too, you know? So there is a very, it's, it's a very slippery slope mm-hmm. how we look at other people and what can trigger us. So it, of course it can be comments from the family, from the husband, from you know, your coworkers, even your friends. But the truth of the matter is at the end, the most important thing to understand is that no one really cares. People just say things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They say yeah. without thinking. When I was going through therapy and then I had one part of the therapy was you have to speak with people who hurt you, mm-hmm. which was the toughest part of the therapy. Mm-hmm. I, can um, I mean, starting with my parents, do you think that they would purposefully hurt me? Of course not. I mean, they didn't know any better. They were just trying to help mm-hmm. me as they would say for you to not be unhappy, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I had to deal with these talks and kind of say, like, you hurt me and, you know, you were losing or like, you know, you were saying how fat you were and I was so much fatter than you. So that made me feel even more self-conscious and all this kind of stuff. They had no clue. Mm. Like, first of all, they had no clue what they said, when they said it, how they said it, what they meant by it. So it's also something which which is part of the, the whole process is to how it's not what people say. It's really how you react. Yeah, and um, that's why and it's like, that's it why self-acceptance it, you know, is so important, right? Yes, absolutely. We come back to that. Yeah. Because with self-acceptance, there is also, there is one interesting thing with self-acceptance, which I often like to explain to people is that let's see, let's say that you're a woman who is living in an apartment, super happy with her job, you know, has friends, mm-hmm. a boyfriend, all is fine, right? But there is some part of her, let's say, that she has a disordered eating, mm. not an eating disorder, but like she's a little bit like on the on the side of you know restricting, over exercising, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, doesn't really want to socialize and so on. And but she has put that part of herself. She's not accepting it. She has put it, as I say, in the basement of that building, mm-hmm. like it's down, right? Through her life, she's gonna meet people, and this is where this not accepting yourself kicks in. She meets people. If people don't like her, for whatever reason. We automatically connect it to what's in the basement. Of course, they don't like me. There are parts of me which are unacceptable. Mm. Now, on the other hand, when people accept her and like her, she, she will think, wait until they find out who I am truly. Mm. Wait until they find out my secrets, my way, let's say, of eating or not eating or over-exercising that I'm hiding from others in the basement. That's why the moment that you are fine with all of what you are no one else i mean you will feel very comfortable with others and then you will be completely fine to improve those things but Mm. putting them somewhere in a basement and hoping it will never resurface it will the moment you're triggered 
Yeah, well, it's service. like a shadow, right? It's like, a, yeah, the, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a shadow work thing because, and, and those yeah. things always come back up, you know, they always come up, but not in ways that you expect them to, right? Like, uh, but they yes, come up in your absolutely. relationship with others and your, your yes. reaction to others. And, and they always, because you, you by your, if you would be completely isolated in the world, you can probably, probably control it. But because you're not, because you have family and friends and you meet new people and these whatever issues that you have, they will come up and haunt you in these moments. So yeah, yeah. the problem is that not dealing with it, you're just gonna project and say, oh, it's because of that. Or oh, if they find out they will not like me, you know, instead of just embracing it and then kind of, uh, you know, improving or changing or asking for help and going to therapy or whatever the topic is, you know? Yeah, because I think once you do embrace and once you do accept, it is like this, I'm sure your entire, like all of your health, even though it's psychological, it's just accepting mm. yourself. I think I'm, it, it affects your, your body, your hormones, your, because there's all this extra energy that is not being spent combating anything. You know, yes. it's kind of like yes. a release or it's kind of a surrender almost, you know, that, mm -hmm. that allows your body to like be let, more chilled out. You know, your nervous system sure must benefit yeah. from it. So, Anna, tell me, if somebody wants to address some of these things with you um, and wants to chat with you, how can they do that? Where can they go? What do you do? Like, do you have, like, programs? Like, what's what's your, you know, yeah. how do you start? Uh, so, on, yeah, so they can, I mean, Instagram, Balance by Anna, Facebook, Balance by Anna page, they can just kind of check some posts and stuff like that but if they really want to connect and they want to work uh on my website balancedbyanna.com they mm -hmm. will see that i offer four types of services uh one is like three months it's like an intensive three months work one is six months it's a bit longer and mostly for people who have quite a bit of let's say this underlying issues uh there is also group coaching because um, most, well, for some people, it just works better to work in a group as a support. They can mm -hmm. book a discovery call with me first before they commit to anything to see if we're a match, because we have to be a match to, yeah, to work yeah. together. So they can book a call on my website directly, or they can just write me. Uh, there is a contact page and they can write me and I will happily reply. Great. Great. Well, listen, thank you so much for this. I think it was... Um, thank you. Very Long overdue. Yeah, definitely long overdue. I mean, I could spend like hours talking with you, but um, I cannot because <laughs> we're limited in time. Um, but yeah, thanks for, for chatting. And, um, and everybody, I think if you do feel like some of this resonates with you or if you know somebody who you know, um, needs to kind of work out um, their weight issues and kind of go a bit deeper than the physical stuff um, and really uncover the psychological aspects. I think definitely um, see with Anna. So go to balancedbyanna.com and go check it out. Thank you, Anna. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much.